The Tom Woods Show, episode 1506. Prepare to set fire to the index card of allowable opinion. Your daily dose of liberty education starts here. The Tom Woods Show. Folks, if you have a website, don't let it be a lazy bum. Make that website carry its own weight. Monetize that baby. I've got a free over-the-shoulder video where I show you about a half dozen ways that I do that on my sites. Check it out at tomwoods.com slash monetize. Hey, everybody, Tom Woods here. Dave Smith Week on the Tom Woods Show continues today. Dave, of course, is host of the Part of the Problem podcast, and we're talking today about this, well, it's rather an inelegant term, but this phenomenon of so-called cancel culture, whereby somebody is found to have done or said something insensitive, you know, 800 years ago, and that person is never allowed to be heard from again, and sponsors and endorsements are withdrawn and all that. And the whole thing is ridiculous, and, and everybody knows it's, it's a charade. It's like a liturgy in a macabre sort of way. And Dave is kind of in the thick of this because he's in the world of comedy, and we've seen comedians get targeted by the uh, the fanatics. So I thought it would be ridiculous to have Dave on and not spend a little time talking about that. Dave, welcome back. Hey, Tom. Good to be with you again. I hate this dumb term, cancel culture. Whoever invented Ugh. it should be executed. But the topic itself, though, is worthy of discussion. You did an episode of Part of the Problem on it. And I think we can go beyond the recent particular example, namely the Shane Gillis example. But we should start there. Talk about what in the world just happened. And uh, and then I want to talk about something that kind of happened to you in, in recent days. But let's start there. Sure. Uh, well, Shane Gill is a good friend of mine. He's a hilarious comedian. He was getting a lot of heat within the comedy world, like not so much in the mainstream world, but in the comedy world, people were like, a lot of people are looking at this kid. He's really funny. He's doing a great job. And then out of nowhere, he auditioned for Saturday Night Live and got it. And he was, uh, he was announced as the next cast member on the show. And then, you know, a bunch of these, uh, these just horrible people <laughs> who live for nothing but to try to ruin other people dug up, you know, clips of his on various podcasts where he was saying, you know, the wrong thing, joking about the wrong subject, making jokes, if you can believe it or not, about the topic of race, which is just completely off limits now, which is so funny because it's it's literally like, I mean, you could make jokes about like dead kids on Comedy Central and no one would care about it. But if you make jokes about race, all of a sudden, this is like the big, you know, issue. And they they started a big campaign and it worked and they got him they got him fired before he ever got on one episode. It was really terrible what they did to him. And Shane's a hilarious guy; he'll be fine. But it was just you know the latest example in this just despicable uh, uh, culture of tattletales. And you know it's it's everything it's everything that like liberals used to complain about about the the religious right trying to censor hip hop music, except far worse. Oh, geez. Now, what was the reaction among most comedians to this? Most comedians rallied behind Shane and most of the good comedians rallied behind Shane. And, and you know, not, not just in like the local scene, but like Norm MacDonald and Bill Burr and, and like a lot of really great comedians really rallied behind him. And then some of them, some of the L.A. Uh, comics threw him under the bus because they're they're so concerned with, uh you know, getting some type of virtue signaling points from from this crazy left-wing mob and it was it was really disappointing to see and what was particularly crazy was some comedians who it's like you know these guys 
have all said pretty wild offensive stuff before. And then they're trying to throw some guy under the bus who hasn't made it to one episode yet, you know, hasn't gotten like his, hasn't gotten his first paycheck yet. And they're trying to ruin this guy. And it was, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to express how much contempt I have for those people, but it's, you know, like, look, I'll just say it like this. There, there are some really, really great comedians who I really, really love who aren't like, you know, offensive. I mean, like, I think Brian Regan is incredible. I think, you know, Jerry Seinfeld's incredible. I think Jim Gaffigan's incredible. There's a lot of just like clean comedians um, out there who are very, very funny. But the standard that they have set up today, I mean, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, none of these guys could pass that test. And so it's just like, really, you want to you want to change the rules to the game where all these greats aren't going to be allowed in? Seems like you might be ruining the game. Yeah, no kidding. So you're right that in this particular case, you have a person who is probably going to bounce back. But surely there's some kind of backlash brewing. It's been, you know, then you find out all these people who are all upset about blackface. Half of them are doing blackface, you know. Very so strange. Half these people who are condemning him, I am quite sure if we dug around, we would find stuff there. Uh, yeah. There's got to well, be a backlash. Yeah, do you do you remember um, this video? I was thinking about this video recently that Bob Murphy put out this video years ago where he was, it was like uh, Robert Murphy's message to the elite do you remember what I'm what I'm talking about? And oh, he was vaguely. Yeah. Okay. So he was basically like, "Hey, here's my message to the elite." He's like, "Hey, you guys have been doing a great job. Really, just spectacular. I mean, you've got complete control of the economy. You've controlled the media. You control the central banks. Like all these things. But here's the problem. You got this internet thing now, and now all of a sudden, people are getting news from all these different alternative sources. And so this was years ago. So I'm not doing this justice. But it was a really great video that Robert Murphy put out. And it's really true. There's more and more people are getting information from podcasts like yours or mine from, from even people like, you know, who we may not always agree with, but like the Dave Rubens of the world, the, the Joe Rogans, of course, of the world, like all these guys, Adam Carolla, all these people who are like have huge audiences who are completely outside of this mainstream thing. And I think my suspicion is that what's going on is that there is this almost like this group that's been in control and power forever that is losing power and they're freaking out. And the, the internet, I think a lot of the people are just useful idiots. I don't mean to say everyone who's like involved in cancel culture is the ruling elite, but this almost seems to be a tactic to attempt to kind of rein in anybody who doesn't fit the program. And it might, you know, you might see an example like Shane Gillis and go, well, what was he really doing? I mean, he wasn't like, you know, somebody who was challenging government power, but in a way he kind of was, because if you don't play there, this rule of this kind of like third rail of like, you're not allowed to joke about this thing, this political correct thing. And I think most libertarians are hip to this goes hand in hand with big government. Like they're, they're all kind of related. And then you certainly see where people like, uh, Alex Jones are getting silenced, Daniel McAdams, you know, Scott Horton, all those guys get kicked off, you know, and, and lots of other people have been deplatformed. There's, I think this is almost like a desperate tactic to maintain control, which I don't think is going to work. I, I'd like to believe that's what it is. And I guess there has to be some of that given, did you see the, I guess it was at uh, what's that tomatoes? Uh, what's that? What that? You know that website where they the Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten website. Tomatoes, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they did the Dave Chappelle uh, special on there, and overwhelmingly the public loves it, 
and the and the the elites all hate it. I mean, they have yeah. to see that the public is on a different wavelength from them. I suppose you're right. Yeah. No. I mean, that was an incredible. It was an incredible thing and an incredible visual to see the like 26 percent of the approved people say it was a good special. 99 percent of regular people. So I'm sorry. This is just uh, this is undeniably a well received comedy special, no matter what the Young Turks tell us. Yeah, without a doubt. And as you and I noted on the episode we did about it, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, and it's yeah. not even – and by the way, being offensive and whatever – offensive is such a stupid word, but even that is not a problem. But but there was basically no, – there's nothing I, – I could – I was thinking to myself, what on earth must he have said to get them this upset? And I sat there and I waited for it and I waited and I waited. And it never came. <laughs> it was- yeah, well, it's really it's it's really funny too because the trajectory for for guys like me and you, I feel like up until recently, like the trajectory our whole life was that more and more edgy comedy was accepted. You know, like you would see things on like The Simpsons in the '90s, and you'd be like, "Oh man, they never would have gotten away with this ten years ago." And then you'd see things on South Park, you'd be like, "Man, The Simpsons never would have gotten away with this." And now it's like completely gone the other direction, where you're like, "Oh, I miss." 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when you could get away with this stuff, which is very strange to me. Yeah, that is very strange. Tell us about the article that came out not too long ago now in, I guess, on Slate. And it was about <laughs> a a certain podcast you have something to do with, and it's not part of the problem. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, well, it was, it was an article by uh, th- this guy who's just, I mean – this guy, Seth, who's like such a loser, he's he's just kind of like a wannabe comedian who's never gotten anything going uh, in his comedy career and is painfully unfunny. And so he has now like the only thing he's known for is that he writes these these blogs attacking other comedians. And he wrote a whole thing about how conservative comedy has risen up and this is what led to the Shane Gillis problem and that we have to make it clear that these racist people aren't welcome in polite society. And I mean, it really was like it was quite funny to see him refer to Legion of Skanks as conservative uh, which is oh my just, gosh! You know, I mean, sh- just listen to the name of it. <laughs> I mean, come on, man! It's like, what? How do you even? How do you even respond to the, some of this stuff? And it's again, it's just like I, I really don't know what else to say other than it's really, really stupid. The, the whole the whole argument is very, very dumb. And you know, I I, I do I have to believe that some people are going to start to see through this. Uh, uh, certainly, I hope so. Yeah. So. When an article like that gets written, though, there's no way that hurts you. Absolutely no no way. That just gives you publicity. Well, especially for somebody like me. Like, you know, I kind of, you know, I've talked about this before, but I I remember when I first got shows at Fox News and I was getting on there. And I remember, listen, nobody ever said anything to me. It's not like an experience like that. But with all of these cable news gigs, you know, no one really has to sit you down and tell you this is, if you say this, we're going to like it more than if you say this. But it's pretty clear. You just kind of pick up on this thing. And I remember there were a lot of people at Fox News that were talking to me about like, oh, they might make you a contributor. They like you, this and that. Like there's these opportunities here. And I remember being very aware of the fact that if I, let's say, toned down the foreign policy stuff, if I went in more of a neocon Republican direction, that I... I was pretty certain some doors were going to open up for me there. And I, you know, 
was still at a point in my career where I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to be able to make of, of my career. And it would be nice to like have a big paycheck coming in. It would be nice to get something. And, and I just, you know, I, I just kind of decided then, and I knew, I mean, it wasn't me anyway, it wouldn't have worked, but I just decided then I was like, look, I'm just gonna say what I believe and we'll let the chips fall where they may. And I've made that same decision in my comedy career. It's like, I'm just, it's like, okay, I'm not going to think about every little joke I do and go, oh man, could this maybe cost me some network gig down the road or something like that. I've just kind of accepted. I'm going to say what I think is funny. I'm going to, I'm going to do the type of comedy I want to do. I'm going to have the type of politics I want to have and the chips will fall where they may. And once I got to a level where it's like, oh, I'm already like making decent money and I have a decent audience. It's like, oh, okay, I'm fine. I don't really want a network gig. I'd much rather be uh, Joe Rogan than be, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, like much rather. So I'm, I'm happier to go for that career anyway. And once you realize that, and we were able to work out a situation where we're like, you know, Lewis owns gas digital. It's like, we're, we're our own bosses in this thing. So I have, there's nothing they can take away from me. Like I, so I, it's an unbelievable amount of freedom that we have. So I'm not worried about any of the stuff I've ever said hurting me in the future. It's just the publicity. So it's like, keep on writing them. I've been begging them to write this stuff for years. Keep on writing them. It's like these, their arguments are so stupid. They're, they're literally, we, we have, you know, it's like, you can say like, oh, people are making jokes about these things that we decided you're not allowed to make jokes about. It's like, yeah, most of the time when people like to listen to dark humor, it's, it's some way of like them dealing with reality, adjusting to the difficult things in life. You know, it's like, um, it's, it's a coping mechanism and anybody who, uh, you know, they, these people on the left, they love to talk about privilege so much. Anyone who is this concerned over feelings being hurt has led a very privileged life. I promise you that. Yeah, that is, that couldn't be clearer. But at the same time, you know, you say their arguments are stupid and I get it. But what they would say is, look, people like Dave Smith like to talk about freedom and free speech and whatever, but Let's cut through it. What he's really saying is the freedom to be a racist and misogynist. Like that's what they would say. So what, mm-hmm. what do you say to that? Well, I mean, it's like what what do the terms even mean? I mean, it's like racist and misogynist. Like what what exactly does that mean? Now, the, the problem is that they they refuse to have one standard because, look, the, like I've said before, the term racist to me is like seems to be this broad umbrella that covers like these horrific atrocities and then all the way on the other side of the spectrum covers like, you know, a joke that we don't like. Or if you said blacks instead of African-Americans, you know, like it's, it's like, so on the other end of the spectrum, will I, will I make a joke you don't like, or maybe use politically incorrect language? Okay, sure. But if you say racism as like this, uh, power plus privilege thing, then you get to like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, my, the point that I'm making is just that if you actually want to judge racism or sexism, all these people complaining are far more racist and sexist than any of us are at all. I mean, go, li- go listen to their, their articles, lecturing white people, read their articles, lecturing men. These guys are the racist and sexist. They're, they're more identitarian than Richard Spencer is. It's their, their whole philosophy is built around intersectionality and breaking people up by their race and gender and all of this stuff. What I do with really with my politics and my comedy is push back against their philosophy, which I don't think they can defend. So fine. 
It's like they say they're against hierarchy. Their whole system is built off this hierarchy where straight white men have to be at the bottom. And I, I reject that. So I, I don't know if that makes me a racist. OK, fine. Folks, the world we live in seems like something out of science fiction. I'm very careful to make sure my own daughters appreciate the miracles that surround them and don't adopt an entitlement mentality that, of course, we have a right to expect these miracles. Well, I'm being dead serious when I say I believe one of those miracles is Skillshare. Imagine describing to somebody, even in the 1950s, that you would have at your fingertips in your home access to over 24,000 classes that could make you more employable, more indispensable to a firm, and frankly, even more independent. As you learn more skills, you have a greater possibility of creating your own business or at least your own side hustle. You can take very broad or very specific courses in categories like business, technology, design, photo and film, and much more. I urge you to join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering Tom Wood Show listeners two months of unlimited access to over 24,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Woods free. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Woods free to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Woods free. I just read this story about something going on in Iowa. I don't know if you've heard about Carson King. Does that ring yeah. a bell? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me tell tell the story. This is a guy who's just a just a local guy holding a sign at a football game, soliciting beer money, and this thing just goes. The, the video goes viral. Yeah. And- so he had like his Venmo on the sign, and he was like, "Venmo me money so I can get some beer." Just like a stupid, funny sign. Right. Yeah. So he, when all is said and done, he is. He basically is able to use his newfound fame to basically wind up helping to donate a million dollars to a local children's hospital. Yeah, I mean, it's just so, an amazing thing. So a bunch of people watching thought it was hilarious. So they all started Venmoing him money. And he was just doing it as a goof. And then he started getting all this money. And he goes, oh, you know what? And, and I forget, I think it was Bush. Was that the beer company? We were yeah, saying Anheuser-Busch, yeah. Anheuser-Busch. So he goes, you know what, man, this is incredible. I'm just going to donate all this money to a children's hospital. So then Anheuser-Busch goes, you know what, whatever you donate will match in terms of that. And then I think someone else matched. And he ended up raising a ton of money for, for children's hospitals. Okay, so you think, well, that's a nice uh, heartwarming story. And yes, any normal human being looks at that and goes, what a beautiful, cool thing there. Right. But we're not dealing with normal people. We're <laughs> dealing right. with people who say, when he was a teenager, boy, look at his social media posts. I'm not kidding. That's what happened. Yes. There was a reporter who went through and said that when this guy was a teenager, he had some some rough tweets or who even knows on, on social media. But the interesting thing is that winds up backfiring because the reporter himself had tweets just like that. And the reporter himself winds up getting fired. I mean, it's just, and that is that is somebody who actually deserves to get uh, canceled, if we'll use their term. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and and the crazy thing was the tweets were seven years old, eight years old, something like that. They went back to this kid being a teenager, and what he was tweeting were were quotes. They were jokes from Tosh, the the show on Comedy Central, Comedy Central, a network which Anheuser Busch is a sponsor of. So then Anheuser-Busch feeling the pressure like disavows him and they get, they, they're like, oh, we're not going to do this thing with him anymore. And it's like that's the thing about this that's all so phony. And I, I really hate the uh, the the 
corporations who get on board with this. It's really so disgusting. It's like when Walmart, you know, gets rid of all their, their bullets for AK 47s. Oh, and then by the way, they sold them. They didn't even destroy them. They just sold them. So someone else is going to sell them and they're not saving any lives. They're still going to get out there into the world. Um, and it's like, you just try to get the, 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 like these virtue points. Um, but anyway, like you, you said, it was pretty great that then that guy ended up getting, uh, getting brought down himself. Maybe that's what it's going to take. Is that those people, you know, the Justin Trudeau blackface uh, things and and then they go like, OK, well, if you play by these rules, it's going to take you down, too. What do you think, though, about if people say if we mainstream, if we allow people to get away with saying things like this, this will have negative. Eff- I can't even say I can't even make the argument with this. I mean, <laughs> forget it. I mean, for, I mean, forget that. I don't want to go down there. <laughs> forget <laughs> it. This is just stupid. Um, so, but this is not – they give this this term, cancel culture, that I think just emerged recently. But the phenomenon is not – it didn't emerge just yesterday. Yeah. Well, let me let me just say uh, I, I actually do want to answer that question that you couldn't – Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, uh, I couldn't even bring out. myself to but pose I'll say, it. Here's, here's what my response to that would be. I would say that actually I think what what is going on with cancel culture, with social justice warriors and all of this nonsense is way more of a threat than any dark joke has ever been. And I don't just mean that it's a threat in the way that most people think it's it's a threat. Like the the kind of generic conservative response is that like, well, this is a threat to free speech. This is a threat. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that like all of that is true. I'm not I'm not denying that. Like th- there, there is a valid point there. But I think that libertarians might see a whole different angle on this that we can appreciate that a lot of others can't. And what I think is that outrage is a finite resource. Like there's only 24 hours in a day. You only have so much energy in your body and you can only be outraged at so much. And there are things that the left wing in America should be outraged about that go completely unnoticed. I mean, very small percentages of them even care or ever talk about the fact that we're in the longest wars in American history, that there's a a borderline genocide going on in Yemen right now, and that Donald Trump is basically helping the Saudis conduct it. There there are these things that are major, major problems. Hey, look, even just the, the fact that, look what's going on with the Federal Reserve, it's basically another banker bailout. We could use the left to be outraged about these issues, the war on drugs. There's lots of things. I mean, the war on drugs legitimately ruins people's lives. It's ruined countless, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people's lives. Um, And I'm not just talking about like the left-wing talking points that have been kind of disproven. Like, I'm not just saying that everyone who's sitting in jail is a really good person, but how many people have just like, you know, lost their custody of their kids, lost their jobs, got, got something on their, or their track record where their economic productivity is damaged for the rest of their lives. There are really horrible things going on that the left should be outraged about. And it's, I don't think it's, it's really too crazy to argue. I think in fact, it's pretty obvious and undeniable that this phony outrage over nonsense has sucked all of the oxygen out of the room of the issues that left leaning people care about. I mean, I, I've made this joke and I tweeted this years ago, but I, I mean, I stand by it. Donald Trump could drop a bomb on a third world country tomorrow and then tweet something, you know, insensitive towards transgender people. And what do you think would be, uh, you know, there'd be more outrage about? It's not even like 10 to one. It'd be 100,000 to one about the transgender issue. Now, that's a problem. So I actually think people getting outraged over a joke here or there is a way bigger problem than the joke. 
Wow, that is good stuff. That is, I could not have said that better myself. All well, right. So, okay, well, my pleasure. All right. I think actually, I, I don't think there's any further any further to say on this subject. I think that is it. That definitively settles it. It's kind of like your Soho Forum debate. Now that you've done that and your follow-up podcast episode, we don't need to talk about this. So, all right. But I'm glad we did hit on it because people have been talking about it. And at some point, this kind of, I don't even know if it is an equilibrium that we have between the elites and basically every normal person. At some yeah. point, that has to tip some way, you know, at some well, point. It's, and it's 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 kind of like this this thing that the elites love and they love to push and they have these useful idiots that they put out there. But more than ever before, what I've really noticed, and I'm sure you've noticed it too, and it's really kind of disgusting because it's, you know, a lot of us could have an impulse to just kind of hate social justice warriors, but more and more, if you look into them, these are like mentally ill people. Like, I mean, that's, that's really who they're kind of pushing out in front to lead the charge. If you look at like a, like a Jordan Peterson speech and look at the people who are screaming in his face, these are not well-balanced people. And, you know, we've, we've had a lot of problems. There's, there's stuff that conservatives and, and right libertarians have been talking about for decades in this country, like, you know, the decimation of the family unit, um, the, the kids being on prescription drugs, all these really bad, all these real problems in the culture. And, and, and I think there's a lot of really valid points in all of that. And I think in a lot of ways we're seeing that culminate. And now these, a lot of these kids who are really damaged are being kind of used to be the foot soldiers in this, in this like statist system. And it's, it's really, really horrible, like a really profoundly awful thing to do to people who I think need help quite often. Yeah. I don't know how else to account for these people, honest to goodness. I mean, I'm not even joking at this point. There's something, yeah. something is wrong upstairs. All right. Part of the problem is Dave's podcast. You can listen to it on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, also check out gasdigitalnetwork.com, which features Dave, and uh, as well as tomwoods.com slash 1506, where I'll have all these links in one convenient place. All right, Dave, we're going to wrap up Dave Smith Week tomorrow with listener questions. So um, I'll look forward to talking to you again then. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. As always, it's an honor. All right, folks, it's October 3rd, 2019, as I record this. And a couple of weeks from now, I'm going to be in Philadelphia. I'll be there starting the Monday of that week, and I'll be there the whole week. And I haven't pinned down yet the precise date, but one of those nights, I'm going to be doing an escape room with some of my supporting listeners. I've got a couple people on board already. I haven't really publicized that I'm doing this yet. But if you don't know what an escape room is, it is a pastime of mine that I rather enjoy, and it's a phenomenon that really has uh, been growing in recent years. And the idea of it is you're in this room and there's some theme to it. Maybe it's a bank and you're trying to steal the diamond or, or you're in prison and you're trying to escape or whatever it is. And you've got 60 minutes and you have to solve puzzles and things to either complete your mission or escape the room. And it's very interesting. They're in all major cities and in some fairly minor cities as well. So I'm going to be doing one in Philadelphia. I haven't picked it out yet. But if that interests you, let me know. You can contact me at tomwoods.com slash contact. It's only for members of the Supporting Listeners program. I mean, you got to pay. It's like uh, 25 or 30 smackers a person. Well worth it. You will love it. But I do this with the supporters as a way to get to know people who are helping me out supporting the show. And I've been doing it in various cities I've been visiting. I just did one in Chicago and uh, did one in Orlando uh, not too long ago. So 
I want to do one in Philadelphia. So if that interests you and you're a member of the Supporting Listeners Program, drop me a line, tomwoods.com slash contact. I'll put you on the list if we still have room for you. If you're not a member of that program, go ahead and join. Then drop me a line, tomwoods.com slash contact. I'd love to meet you and we'll have fun. We have a pretty good track record. I think of all the rooms we've done, I think there are only two times that our group has not managed to escape the room. We got some smarty pants people in this group. So we'd love to have you there. So uh, go ahead and contact me. Uh, Supportinglisteners.com is how to join that program. And my contact page is right at tomwoods.com. Then secondly, I want to tell you about a listener website. Now, of course, with stuff like this, you have to do your due diligence and your research and make up your own mind. But just to tell you that I have a listener who has a website called bighomeopathy.com. And she says, I'm a quality of life recovery specialist focusing on work with entrepreneurs and people who wish to overcome physical and mental health issues to achieve greater personal and professional success. My tools are safe, natural, integrative therapeutics drawn from the 200-year-old tradition of homeopathy. And I work via the internet to help people achieve their health objectives in the comfort of their homes. Each consultation and prescription is totally individualized. Libertarians know the choices are individual and healing is no different. Learn more by scheduling a free 15-minute introductory conversation. So the website, bighomeopathy.com. I will link to it at tomwoods.com slash 1506. And remember, you can get publicity from me for your website as long as you get your hosting through my link. And you'll get a good price on it. And then you'll get publicity from me and various other bonuses that will make your life much, much easier. Details on that are tomwoods.com slash publicity. And when you get to tomwoods.com slash publicity, you'll also see a link where you can review all the sites that I have promoted on the Tom Woods Show over the years uh, since I started uh, doing this particular thing. Okay, tomorrow's the last episode of Dave Smith Week, so don't miss that. See you tomorrow. Become a smarter libertarian in just 30 minutes a day. Visit tomwoods.com to subscribe to the show for free, and we'll see you next time. Like the sound of The Tom Woods Show? My audio production is provided by Podsworth Media. Check them out at podsworth.com.